Hello there, Nicola Barden here from Q102's Weekend Buzz. I hope you are all doing really well and thank you so, so much for pressing play today to listen to this episode. Before I let you listen to the whole thing, I just have a little bit of news for you. So if you're a fan of the Weekend Buzz or this is the first time you've ever listened to it, amazing and thank you and scroll back. We've got over 70 episodes there. So there's some great chats for you to listen to from the likes of the cast of SVU, from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Grey's Anatomy, loads of stuff, some amazing singers, reality stars, great in-depth conversations for you to enjoy and I know that's what you're here for so that's why I have to tell you my news I have rebranded the show and it is now strictly podcast so it's no longer on radio it is just podcast and it goes under the name tis yourself so do come and find us we're on um, Instagram and Twitter and obviously all the places that you're listening to podcasts so if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Google, Castbox, Good Pods, Spotify we are there I am there with my over 50 guests, fantastic guests. You're going to love some of them. They're absolutely amazing. So we've got some of the cast from like Games of Thrones, Breaking Bad. Yes, Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones. Can you believe it? Uh, Some amazing singers like Shane Ward, Matt Cardle are there. We have the actor Jerry O'Connell, who had some surprising roots to Ireland, you won't believe. We have... The likes of Tom Lenk from Buffy, who played Andrew. Um, if you're Irish, you'll know the names James Patrice, Trisha's Transformation, Tommy Fleming, the Nolan family. There's loads and loads of stuff in there. We've Sarah Jane Dunn from Hollyoaks. We've got some cast of EastEnders. So there's a real mix of Irish, UK, US guests. And we're just adding to them every single day. We're getting some new guests. Season four is just about to be launched. So come and join me. I'm over here waiting for you to discover me. That's Tiz Yourself with me, Nicola Barden. Hope you enjoy this episode. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Weekend Buzz with Nicola Barden. Welcome back to The Weekend Buzz here on Dublin's Q102 with me, Nicola Barden. Here with you until 8am. And if you're listening on podcast, thanks a million for going and finding us. Really appreciate it. Now, this morning, we are chatting to someone who has already had the COVID vaccine. It is the light at the end of our tunnel. We're all wishing for the day that our na- it comes in the post or our names are called or whatever way it works that, you know, our time will come. But we are very delighted that our frontline workers and the vulnerable people in our country are starting to get the vaccine. We've all been hating lockdown, but when we see hear this, it's that little bit of joy. And Pamela Uba has been, she is one of the Miss Ireland contestants and she has had it. And you might be wondering why a Miss Ireland contestant have it. Well, she's here to tell us more. Morning, Pamela. Hi, how are you, Nicola? Good, good. So you have had the vaccine, the first dose anyway. 
Yes, I, I had it there uh, two days ago, so I'm very delighted that I was able to get it. Because I'm a frontline worker, I'm a medical scientist working at Galway University Hospital, and I work in the biochemistry department. So we deal with COVID samples on a daily basis, so it's, I'm very fortunate to be able to get the vaccine this early. It, it is amazing, and you know, obviously the frontline workers and the vulnerable people are the ones who need it most at this time. Yes, um, of course, I hope that the whole country gets the vaccine very, very soon. But I suppose because of the way the doses are coming in, we are getting the vulnerable people and the frontline workers who are going to be dealing with these people to get their cover first. And then eventually, as the doses come in, the whole country will be getting their chance to get their vaccine. Now, I'm not very good at science or anything like that, but you are working with the COVID um, samples every day. So what kind of stuff would you be doing as a medical scientist? So um, medical scientists as a whole, we deal with different sections of medicine. So in virology and micro, they will deal with the COVID swab. So they will be the one detecting whether you're positive or negative. Whereas myself, I'm, I work in clinical biochemistry. We deal with blood samples. What we do is we monitor certain proteins that a person might have if they have the coronavirus infection and we're able to relay this information onto the clinical team so that the person's um, treatment could be made up to suit them. On a daily at the start of the pandemic I'd say we were dealing we were dealing with over two to three hundred samples that were related to coronavirus only. Now it's like over 500 swabs a day that we're doing. Yeah so it's really really hiking up it's we're projecting it's going to increase over the next few days. Um, so, you know, getting this vaccine out there to people really could be much of benefit so that we can be able to slow down the spread of the virus and, you know, slow down the infection rate would be the more important word there. Yeah, well, I imagine your job is so important because, no, we... This virus is so new, it's a year old and no size fits all. You know, we know the vaccine is going to work, but in terms of treating the patients who have it, you know, it's not the same treatment might not work for every single person. So you going and looking at the different aspects, I suppose, to help the clinical team, it's really important because they don't have the time to be doing that. They want someone to say, try this, try that, you know, that kind of way. Yeah, that, yeah, that would be part of our the job that we do with our clinical team. Medicine, we're trying to really personalise everybody's care because one size does not fit all. And um, that's part of our job to really look at different aspects of their markers and relay that information on and even suggest certain treatment regimens to them. So that's what our consultants would be doing in our clinical um, biochemists. Yeah, my job, like, it has been quite grueling. The medical scientists as a whole, we've been working overtime, extra hours, out of our contracted hours, just because of the pandemic. We've implemented tests, like, such as COVID panels. We implemented them so quickly during the pandemic so we can be able to treat the community as a whole to the best of our abilities. So it has been very different this year anyway, or this past year. Yeah, I imagine when you were planning, you know, going into this um, to study this, you weren't thinking I was going to have to deal with a global pandemic and 500 swabs a day. <laughs> Definitely nobody nobody expected this. I, I, I think it's been a shock to everyone's system. I suppose we are lucky to live in the era that we do live in, where technology and science is so advanced that we are be, we're able to generate a vaccine and get the fundings because in the end of the day, 
the, uh, one of the reasons why the vaccine can be done so quickly is because funding was available to them. Whereas in the past, it would, be, it would take them years to get the funding they need to be able to do such work. So we're very lucky to live in the age that we do now. Yeah, because I think any of us who have looked at this, you know, and kind of just taken a step back and looked at it and went, okay, we, us personally, we might have heard of it first in February. And at that stage, it was probably we heard about it in China. And now we're looking at a year later, there's already so many vaccines that are coming out. You know, all of them, there's ones in the UK, there, you know, we have the Pfizer, Moderna, we have, you know, in China, they have some. And the fact that in the space of 12 months, they can do that, it's, it's mind blowing. Yeah, like, I, I suppose in the sense that we were studying MR, mRNA, and when I say we, I mean scientists as a whole, like the research scientists, they they were start studying mRNA vaccines for quite some time now, but I suppose because now there is a precedented need for it, the funding was pumped into that area so that they can be able to do this really quickly because we need mass production of this vaccine. Bear in mind, the vaccine still had to go through the same protocols for approval as any other vaccine that was made. So it's not that no no corners were cut or anything. So, you know, it still went through the same channel and we were be able to, to get it approved and be able to distribute it now to the population. We're very lucky that that could happen. And what was it like actually being one of the people to get it? It must have been like a really exciting moment to actually go in and be like, right, roll up my sleeve, here we go. Oh my God, yeah, I'm actually very terrified of needles. <laughs> so I was actually very scared going in in general because I just don't like getting poked or prodded by anything. So, but it was very nice. The nurse who dealt with me, she was so kind, really sweet. And, you know, she, you know, she calmed me down and... Um, it was really quick and I didn't actually feel anything which was very surprising you could only feel like maybe the prick of the needle going in that was it and I was done it was really really quick yeah that's great because you know people there will be people like you know you who are afraid of needles and they're like are they going to come at me with this giant needle and it's going to hurt me loads it's a really small needle actually and it's very fast you won't you won't feel anything take it from me because I'm scared of needles you won't feel anything. <laughs> oh, well, that's good to know. And then you'll get your uh, second dose then in a couple of weeks. Yes, yeah, so it's 21 days to your second dose. And um, for anyone who's wondering why we need a second dose, I suppose it's to make, it's like a, it's like a booster shot to make sure your immune system has the highest capacity to be able to, to make antibodies and deal with the virus in the future. There are people that are going to go, well, look, I have it. Do I need to go back for the second one? But yeah, you do. You need the full fight and strength. We're trying to create a long-term memory in your body to be able to fight the virus. Like, we don't know after the first dose how long your immunity will last. So the second dose is to... Uh, possibly create these things called memory cells that remember what antibodies to make to fight the the anti to fight the vaccine in the future, so that you might have long term protection against this. Science is so amazing when you like think about it. You know, you really you're in a very um, thrilling kind of career where you could go into, I suppose, any kind of medical. You can be you could be doing cancer research or Parkinson's or anything like that throughout your career, and it's. Obviously, COVID now is the main focus at the moment. Um, but away from that, because I did mention in the intro, you're also running to be Miss Ireland. Yes, of course. I'm so delighted that I was be able to be crowned Miss Galway back in March. This was just before our lockdown 
started, we had a, we were fortunate to have our final with you know with the crowd there. It, I was the only contestant that was able to have that wow. because straight after that we went into the pandemic lockdown. It's been a different journey than any other Miss Ireland contestants has ever had because we didn't get to do the normal things that we were we would do as a Miss Ireland finalist. Like for my fellow contestants, they had to have their shows within closed doors with no audience or virtually online. That's how it went for most of us. But we are hoping come July this year, because Miss Ireland was moved um, to this year due to the pandemic, um, that we will be able to have something if the country opens up by that time. So we're really hoping that Miss Ireland will go ahead in July. And I suppose, what is your what was your reason for running for Miss Ireland? I was working in one of the bars in town uh, where Miss Ireland, Miss Galway was held, actually. And I remember watching Tierna get crowned Miss Galway that year. I went in to drop a glass of water to one of the judges that day. And she said, oh, are you here for the interviews? And I was like, no, no, I'm just serving you. And then, but she said, oh, you should definitely apply. And I was really young at the time and I was really shy, never done modeling or anything so for me it was very surprising that a judge could think that I could be good enough to be a contestant so I suppose over the years like as I started modeling and building up my confidence I thought do you know what why not I was just after winning the races it was such a brilliant feeling I said this is the time to like step out of my comfort zone and go for something that potentially could be something amazing you know I could be able to to use my platform to advocate for things that mean so much to me, you know, and while putting myself out there in the world. So it was just a good time to do it, I suppose. Yeah, no, and you're also, you have a, um, you know, such a amazing work background and this is I suppose you're probably it's probably very serious and this is Miss Ireland's also a lot of fun so you're kind of getting it's a a side job that would bring a lot of crack and joy when you're also to have a serious job as well. Yeah, like it's amazing. Like the amount of girls that I was able to meet, even in Miss Galway alone, was it's really cool to be able to get to know these. But we we still chat. We have our little Snapchat group chat. It's really fun in that aspect that we get to do things. I know this year hasn't been the same, so we haven't got to do, do the same things. But it is a good way to to have little relief from my job as well. You know, it's fun to be able to do photo shoots and go out and help charities, and you know that's. I, I'm very passionate about my modeling, my fashion, and I began to realize that I'm actually very passionate about my advocacy and charities that I, I work with. I, I never thought that it'd be something that I'd be so into, but it gave me so much joy last year doing it, and I hope to continue to do it this year. And was there particular charities that you were working with or kind of helping out? So I was working with Variety Ireland. We, the, all of Miss, Gal, uh, Miss uh, Ireland contestants were working with Variety. It's a children's charity that helps um, disabled or disadvantaged children. They offer them trikes and any educational stuff that they need. They're a non-profit organisation, so it's all volunteers. What we did for them, I was actually on Ireland AMTV and I did a no makeup challenge where I took off all my makeup on national TV Mm. in aid of raising money for variety. And prior to that, I also did a giveaway on my Instagram, which raised over a thousand euros. 
wow. for Variety. So that was I was so happy to be able to do that for a charity. And most recently, I've done the Piesa Ren Run for Piesa House because uh, mental health for me is so, so important. The no makeup challenge. First of all, I would die if I had to go on television with no makeup on. <laughs> be like yeah. no there's no money in the world but also it kind of takes away the aspect of you know people who think who have bad negative thoughts towards beauty competitions or competitions like Miss Ireland who think it's all just on your appearance like obviously you're gorgeous without the makeup but like the fact that you're not one of those people that's like no I have to look glamorous all the time on on a daily basis I don't wear work, uh, makeup to work um, and I'm in work 90% of the time I never wear makeup. I only wear makeup if maybe I have to create content or do something of importance that day. But generally, I don't really like wearing makeup anyway. I do wear makeup for certain occasions, you know, for modeling and photo shoots, because it does make you feel better or, mm. you know, gives you a different feeling when you wear it. So I, I'm not anti-makeup either, you know what I mean? I think that that's important with um, Miss Ireland. It's not just about beauty our slogan it's the Miss World slogan is beauty with a purpose so we're not just about being beautiful on the outside it's about what we use our beauty to do I suppose that we are able to do such amazing things for our communities you know and help our communities so that's what Miss Ireland is all about and um, for you what do you think your purpose is is it you know the, the science background is it female empowerment uh, what kind of purpose were you going into it with so when I entered Miss Galway, I said to myself, do you know what, I'm a normal everyday girl and I'm going to pr- represent us normal everyday girls. I'm not thick skinny, I'm not super tall, you know, I have a normal job. I So I want to represent us women that do the everyday thing and be able to empower us that we are capable of so much more and we are unique. I'm also of African heritage, so, you know, I am representing the minorities as well in this country that we are able to do anything we put our minds to. So I'm for every woman out there, whether you are in STEM, whether you want to get into modeling and feel you don't fit the type, I'm for I'm for you and I'm behind you and I hope I can represent you guys in the most positive light. And I do think um, what we're seeing creatively, it is changing. We're seeing more minorities. We're seeing, you know, obviously on the catwalks, everybody looks the same. But in terms of we're seeing more people on TV who they're not all six foot and size but zero. I'm all about breaking stereotypes. That's it. It doesn't matter what category that falls in. I think that everyone should be able to get an equal opportunity and doesn't matter who you are, where you come from or what colour skin you have. I'm for absolutely everyone getting equal opportunities. And I think that even goes as well with your career and the, you know, with the beauty and the brains kind of thing. A few years ago, you mightn't have seen that in a competition like exactly, Miss Ireland. Yeah. And now it's a thing of, you know, Miss Galway is also a medical scientist who's working on the front line. You can do both without it being this stigma of why would someone who's so brainy do modelling? Absolutely. I think that girls should not be put into a little box that they can only do the one thing. And it's so important for young girls to be able to see this, that yes, you can go for that STEM career and do really well in it. At the same time, you could be super glamorous and 
walk the runway. You shouldn't have to be one or the other. You should be able to do what makes you feel happy as a person because in the end of the day, it's all about feeling happy in yourself. Well, you're definitely an inspiration to girls out there. I, I imagine, you know, there's some girls in Galway looking up to you and going, that is going to be me in a couple of years. If anyone is listening and they don't, they haven't heard, you know, your story before, Pamela, where can they, are you on Instagram and stuff like that? Yes, and uh, they can absolutely follow me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is pamela.ashley.uba so uba uba i'm on twitter as well so that's pamela uba and facebook so I'm everywhere. <laughs> it's been so lovely to talk to you this morning and I'm so happy to see that, you know, our frontline workers are getting their jobs and getting their vaccines and you're doing such amazing work there and also with your um, empowerment message for women in the Miss Ireland competition. So look forward to when that eventually gets to go ahead. Yes, me too. Hopefully it will in July. I have a lovely dress that I'm getting ready to wear. I'm getting it pre-made and I won't say by anyone yet, um, but you guys will see when the final comes around. Well, look, fingers crossed for you fingers crossed for all of you that you get to have the ceremony that you deserve after what a mental year Pamela lovely to talk to you and we'll be chatting to you again soon thanks thanks Nicola medical scientist and Miss Ireland contestant the current Miss Galway Pamela Uba there and as you said she said there you can follow her on Instagram on Facebook or on Twitter going to take a little ad break now and then we're going to be coming back with a hardy book here on Dublin's Q102 Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. It really means a lot to me and I really hope you enjoyed it. Do scroll back and see if there's anything else that you might enjoy. And before I let you go, do remember to come and find me on my new podcast, Tis Yourself. Again, talking to celebrities, this time a lot more in depth. So there might be longer episodes there. And we're talking about what was life like before they became famous, the different alternative roads they could have went down, how life changed for them, the, for good and bad, and so, so, so much more. And of course, the thing that they're best known for. So come and find me, Tis Yourself with Nicola Barden. And I really hope you'll enjoy the new episodes. They're up to date. They're brilliant. There's some great people there. And I'd love your support. So please do come find us. That's Tis Yourself with Nicola Barden.